Father, I declare that we have eyes that see, ears that hear, and a heart that receives up, gobbles up, takes in your word this morning. And I declare that we will not leave this place the same way we came, that we'll just be encouraged, lifted up, built up in Jesus' name. Amen. For the next 30 minutes, I declare that you will be strengthened, that you would leave this place with a a, a step, a joy in your step, amen, that you would leave this place lifted. Somebody say lifted. You know, God's word is designed to lift us out of the grave. God's word is designed to deliver us out of the hand of the enemy. If you go to church and the word beats you over the head, run, leave. Go to a church that lifts you up. Amen. This morning, if you're taking notes, the title of the message is called Jesus is whatever you need him to be. The title of the message is called Jesus is whatever you need him to be. I believe when the gospel is preached, faith comes. I believe this morning that this room is going to be filled with faith. And let me tell you, faith moves God. Nothing else moves God except faith in his word. That's just the system. If you look throughout the Bible, that's Bible system. Faith in his word moves God. Fasting doesn't move God. That's just for us to discipline the the flesh. Our giving, we can't buy God to to move us. Our crying, our yelling, our spitting, our kicking the door down, that don't move God. Us backsliding don't move God, feeling sorry for ourselves. Faith in his word moves him. So this morning, you're going to sense, you're going to feel faith come on you, and you're going to go, that's what the Word of God does to you. Yesterday, as Pastor Frank said, we were at a birthday party. It was a uh, black tie birthday party. I haven't wore a tie for how many years, Nettie? Since Christian got married. And before that, the movie premiere. So I just don't do ties. So I had a tie on yesterday. You should have seen the picture. I was like, I was like, oh, you know. But we were sitting next to some pastors, and he was talking. I think the coffee he drank had double shot because he, he was on the go. But the Spirit of God said, listen to him. And he said something, and instantly he said it. Me and my wife went, oh, faith came. He said something, and it jerked our spirit, man. And we both kind of looked at each other. We came home. It was late at night. And we sat in our bed. And we began to declare and pray over those words he spoke. Because we had faith for what he said. That's what God's word will do to you. God's word will bring you faith. And the just shall live by faith. Amen. So this morning, you're going to hear some things. And faith is going to move you. Take it. It's yours. Amen. 
Jesus is whatever you need him to be. The Bible says in Psalms 91 verse 2, it says, I will say of the Lord, he is. Can we throw that scripture up there, guys? I apologize. No. Okay. I mean, hey, that's just communication. While I'm speaking, he's going like this back there. Amen. That's, that's, hey, I'm all right with that. But you have a Bible, an iPhone, iPad. Psalms 91 verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, he is. You can't say of the Lord, he is, until you know he is. I will say of the Lord, he is. Then David goes on to say, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. David knew who he was, so he said, he is. I want to look at the word refuge real quick. He is my refuge. You know, I want to help you out this morning. It's not the amount of the Bible that you read that's going to help you. It's the quality of the word that you read that's going to help you. Let me just help you out. I hear a lot of people say, people say I read four chapters four chapters today in the word, and I feel really good. I think, man, I only read a half a scripture, and I'm still chewing on that for a month. It's been like a whole month I've been on this one scripture. It's okay to mark your Bible when the Bible marks you. It's okay to highlight a scripture when a scripture highlights you. David had a revelation in this scripture who he is. Let's, let's look at the word refuge for a second. Let's find out why he said he is my refuge. What I wanted to say was when you read your Bible, just don't read it. Look up the words. How many know when you are having like a really good meal, you just get all the flavor out of it? I mean, you kind of just like, man, this is amazing. You know, you take your time and, and, you know, you enjoy that meal. It's the same thing when you read your word. Take a scripture, take a word, and find out what that word is saying to you. Then you'll be able to say, he is. Let's look at the word refuge. The word refuge means, so I want to I set it up. He is my refuge. He is my resource, my aid. My relief, my escape, my assistant, my breather, my cheer, my comfort, my cure, my deliverer, my ease, my fix. He is my hand, my happiness, my help, my let up, my lift. Jesus is my lift. Jesus is lift church. That's what David was saying. Hallelujah. He is my lift, my lightening. He is the load off my mind. He is my maintenance, my modification. He is my quick fix. He is my refreshment. He is my rest, my satisfaction, my softening. He is my support. 
He is my substance. This is what the word refuge means. If you know what the word means, you can say it. I don't know about you, but some of these words hit all of you different. When I began to read this list, I found these, I just found these words in the dictionary. Just, just Google the word. The word refuse is this list. Some of you need to know him this morning as your lift, your help, the load off your mind, your maintenance, your modification, your quick fix, your refreshment, your rest, your support. Your deliverer, your cheer, your comfort, your assistant, your escape. Does anybody need a way of escape this morning from something in your life? You can't say that he is until you know what he is. See, a lot of people pray, but they don't know how to pray. A lot of people cry out to God, but they don't know how to cry out to God. See, when you pray, don't tell God your problem. Tell him he is the answer to your problem. Declare who he is in your life. Mm. And a heroin addict needs a fix. He should begin to declare, God's my fix. So David had a revelation. I believe that Jesus is the perfect will of God. I believe Jesus is. Jesus himself said that he came to do the will of the Father. Jesus himself said in John 6:38, this is Jesus speaking, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Jesus had a revelation that he was the perfect will of God. So he came to earth and he declared to mankind that he is. If Jesus is declaring that he is, how much more should we begin to declare that he is? Say amen, somebody. Oh, I'm preaching good this morning. Because I'm being encouraged myself. See, everyone in this room, you need Jesus to be something this morning. Some of you might be in this room and you have money in your pocket, but your marriage ain't good. Some of you have a really good marriage, but you have no money. Some of you have money and a good marriage, but your kids are on drugs. So don't sit here like you don't need him. He is your ankle fixer. He is your headache take awayer. He is your ear, ear healer. I look in the mirror every day and I say, Jesus, you are my hair. <laughs> then I begin to declare, you are my black hair. It's okay. I, I, hey, don't get mad at me because I have this revelation. Don't let someone talk you out of the revelation that the Holy Spirit gives you. If you need new windows in your house, begin to declare, Jesus is. Need a new car. Jesus is. He is whoever you need him to be. But if there's no revelation in there, 
See, this, this literally blows away religion. Jesus was sent from heaven. Please listen. Jesus was sent from heaven, from God, to do the perfect will of God here on earth for me and you. Let me read that one more time. Jesus was sent from heaven, from God, to do God's perfect will here on earth for me and you. For who? Jesus is the perfect will of God, sent from heaven to do God's perfect will for me and you. Now, what was, now, because I heard that, now I want to find out what's the perfect will of God for me. So you got to take this one more step. I'm glad you asked. What was the perfect will of God that Jesus came to do for me? Now, this is Jesus speaking in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Let's look in the word and see what, why God sent Jesus. Let's look for that perfect will. Let's see what the word is saying to us so we can re-say the word. You know, we have, a, we have a saying that me and my wife say when we preach, and we say it in our private life. Look at me real quick. With the word, you're up. Without the word, you're down. With the word, you're up. Without the word, you're down. So what, where do we want to be up? Somebody say up. Somebody say up. So with the word, you're. So if you have words, you're. You have no words, you are. The greatest possession a man can have in life are words from God. Let me say that one more time. The greatest possession. Oh, no, Brother Rick, having money in your pocket. No, 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 no. The word brings money. The greatest possession a person can have in life are words from God. See, words God will support. He'll back up his words. When we have God's words in our hearts and they come out of our mouth, then mountains will move. Luke chapter 4, starting at verse 18. Let's look to see what is this perfect will. Luke 14 says, this is Jesus speaking, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Listen, Jesus came to do God's will so me and you can be free. Free from what? Six things that we see in these scriptures. I don't know about you. Did you see the six things? There's six things in this portion of scripture that I just read. Six. Somebody say six. But if you don't recognize the six, you can't claim the six. When I begin to look at these scriptures, I said, there's something in here. This is the perfect will of God for me. So I'm going to look into it. Somebody say, look into it. So there's six things in these two scriptures that Jesus came to do for me. Let's look. And Jesus was sent from God 
fully anointed to deliver us from these six things. I'm going to read you the six things that Jesus came from heaven to earth to set me free from. You ready? Say amen. Number one, from being poor. What's poor? Lack of money, no money. Is there anybody in this place here that can be honest with me and say, I could use more money right now? We just got a report. TBN Salsa just called us and said, we need another season of TV shows from you, like right now. Say right now. So I called our editor. I said, how much would one more season of TV shows cost us just to edit? He said, $3,000. So instead of me like, I said, Jesus, you are our next TV season. Jesus, you are my next $3,000. Jesus came to deliver me from not having money. Number two, from a broken heart. What is a broken heart? A life that has experienced disappointments. A life that has experienced being let down. That's a broken heart. Has anybody ever been had their heart broken before. And I know some of you guys are thinking when you were in elementary school and that girl let you down. Or high school, that boy let you down. Yeah, we can go back way back then. But just you were wishing and hoping and trusting for this breakthrough and it didn't happen. Or you lost your job. If you feel like your heart has been broken. I have good news for you. If you sense that you've been disappointed or let down, I have news for you. Jesus came to fix that. Yes. Number three, from being a captive. The word captive means a prisoner. Now, do you need to be incarcerated to be a prisoner? Not even. Not even. I mean, I understand at this moment that America is dealing with a crisis called homeless people. And if you pay attention to the news, every county is looking to the government, asking, what do we do with the thousands of homeless people that is impacting America today? Let me tell you the truth. They're a captive. Jesus came to deliver us from being captives. A prisoner. A prisoner to what? Drugs, alcohol, gambling, sin. Separation from God. Amen. Jesus came to set us free from being a captive. Anything that can have you chained down. Pornography. Affairs. Borrowing money. Whatever. Whatever it may be. Overspending. Remember that movie? Uh, Nettie, you got to help me get Shopaholic. Anybody ever seen the movie Shopaholic? I mean, I've seen glance of it. My daughters, you know, like that movie. Uh, about this young girl who all she did was shop and she put everything on credit. And towards the middle of the movie, uh, the, the credit officer is chasing her now. She has an epidemic. Does anybody need to be set free from being a shopaholic this morning? We will have a special altar call for you. <laughs> Just being a captive. How about overeating? 
He came to deliver us from being a captive. Number four, from being blind. Now there's two blindness here, spiritually blind and physically blind. I have news for you this morning. It is God's will for you to see the truth spiritually. Because spiritual light will give you life. But I also have news for you. It is God's will for us, for us not to be going blind. It's in the it's right here, folks. Jesus came to heal the blind. If you have situations going on with your eyes this morning, I have good news. Jesus, the healer, is the eye fixer. Spiritual blindness, physical blindness. Blindness simply means someone that can't see. Someone that can't see or someone living a life in darkness. It is not God's will for us to live this life in darkness. Say amen, somebody. Number five. From being oppressed. All of this is coming out of these two scriptures. You see how fast you can read it and not see who he is? Jesus is the word. When you read the word, you are reading him. Number five, from being oppressed. The word oppressed means a life that has no joy, no peace, no victory. A life that has been shut down by the devil. The devil his assignment in life is John 10, 10, to come and steal, kill, and to destroy. He comes to shut us down. The devil's plan is to shut us down, to lock us up in fear and oppression. But Jesus said in these scriptures, I come to do my father's perfect will, and my father's perfect will is to deliver you from oppression. Number six. To give us the year of jubilee. Now, you could read that. If you don't have understanding of that, you'll just go to the next scripture. So I looked into what is the year of jubilee. The Jewish people have revelation and understanding of the year of jubilee. The year of jubilee means to give us Supernatural debt cancellation. The year of Jubilee. Jesus said, I come to give you the year of Jubilee. When? When? When is this message being preached? Jesus is the supernatural debt cancellation. Anybody have any debt you just can't shake off? Jesus is. Yes. Come on. Say this with me. This happens to me all the time. These six things I just read. You need to see them and declare them. I want to finish with this. Now... Being oppressed is of the devil. You need to understand that. Being oppressed is, is of the devil. It is not the plan of God. Let me, see, I could say that, but not much understanding comes until you look at the word oppressed. Let's look at the word oppressed and see if you're in there.
Now, being oppressed of the devil is not the plan of God. So let's look at the word oppressed. The word oppressed means to be enslaved, to be abused, being at one's mercy, burden, distress, or just simply stress. To have not. Listen, to have not is not God's will. To look at something and say, man, me and my family could really use that. But you say, have not, and you walk away. It is not God's will for us to live a life of having not. The Lord gave me revelation. He says, Rick, if I can't get it to you, this is what he said, then the devil's kids will own it. If you look at the scriptures in the Old Testament, it says, and God will bless us with houses. Amen. What a, how many houses make houses? More than? More than it's in the word. Now, if we don't own the houses, someone else will. To have not, to be helpless mistreated, persecuted, tormented, under one's thumb. Being dominated by people is being oppressed, and this is not the will of God. Amen. Look at Acts 10, 38. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. The Bible says that Jesus was sent from heaven, anointed by God with power and the Holy Ghost to heal all, to deliver all that who are oppressed of the devil. I come to announce this morning, oppression of the devil is not a God. And this morning, we can be set free. If you believe that, say amen, somebody. Man, I feel the Billy Graham anointing all over me this morning. Oppression is not a God, it's of the devil. Some people say, well, it's the way of life. We all need to go to bad times and hard times. But God said it's of the devil. How can you agree with that? How can you say it's just life? It's not God's life. Let's look at a woman really quick who was oppressed of the devil for 18 years. How many years? 18. That's a long time. For 18 years, this woman was oppressed of the enemy. Luke chapter 13, starting at the verse 11. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmities 18 years. Listen, it's called a spirit. We need to break these spirits in the name of Jesus. I'll just be bold. Not able to own a house, there's a spirit behind it. Now, all you single people who desire to get married, it is the devil's will, now, unless God told you different, it is the devil's will for you not to get married. There's a spirit behind it. Cancer is a spirit. Migraine headaches is a spirit. Everything that has to do with oppression, there's a spirit behind it. Cancer, it's a spirit. But Jesus came to set us free from this spirit. 
And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. It was a woman who was bent over. And how many know when the devil bends you over, you can't see the future? It is the devil's plan to bend me and you and over in life to keep us in bondage so we can't get up and see what God has for us. And Jesus came to set us free from this. And could in no wise lift her up, herself up. Verse 12. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmities. Loosed. But this, this is what I've seen in this. Jesus saw her. Are you in a place that Jesus can see you? Are you in a place where Jesus can say to you, thou are loose? And let me tell you one of the greatest places that you can be in where Jesus can speak to you, you are free from your infirmities in church. If you're not in church, God can still speak to you, but I guarantee you he'll speak to you more here than you at home. Like this morning, you wouldn't hear this message if you were at home watching football. Is football on? What's on? Baseball's on. Basketball playoff, hockey playoff. But you wouldn't hear this message at home with your Fritos and your Pepsi and your Lazy Boy chair. You wouldn't hear this message there. You hear it in church. You got to be in a place where Jesus can see you and Jesus can speak to you. And Jesus called her and he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmities. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately, somebody say immediately. She was made straight. God straightened out her life immediately. How long does it take? How long is immediately? Immediately. So does that blow away the myth? Well, you need to, you know, at least two years let God work. No, 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 no. Immediately is now. If you can see it, you'll believe God for immediately. See, I'm believing God for immediately. Because I've seen it in the Word. And she was made straight and glorified God. You see, when people are delivered from oppression, they can glorify God. It's hard to glorify God when the devil has you bound and defeated and when the devil has you all condemned and he's lying to you. He's messing with your mind. But when you begin to see God's word and you begin to declare God's word, you'll begin to glorify God. Just like this woman. It is God's will. Jesus came to save us, heal us. Jesus came to bring us wealth and make us free, happy. Jesus came to bring us the abundant life, to enjoy life, to enjoy God. Galatians 3.29, last scripture says, If you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Every single promise. I did a study one time. Do you know how many promises are in the Bible? Does anybody know? 8,000. And they're still counting. Think about it. 
we cannot exhaust the word of God. We have 8,000 promises that we can declare over our lives daily. Yesterday I woke up, I said, Lord, what would you have me read? He said, go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28, starting at verse 16, verse 1. There's 16 promises that says what God says about me. How I'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Then my children will be blessed. My body will be blessed. My basket will be blessed. 16 of them. So I went over those yesterday. It's in the word. It is God's will. Brother John, would you please come? It is God's will for us. Jesus is whatever you need him to be. Once we get the revelation of this, now listen to me, we can begin to go to people and say, let me pray for you because I know who he is. Yesterday, we were in line for the photo booth at this birthday party. In line, there was a young man who was dealing with some sickness. It was hard for me to stand in line and not minister to this young man because I know who Jesus is. It's hard for me to go to Walmart and just walk the aisles and not minister to somebody that I see hurting because I know who he is. A few weeks ago, a sty in the eye tried to come on my wife. My wife came to me and she said, pray for me. She had revelation that I knew who Jesus was. I laid my hands on my wife. And I spoke over her. She said instantly, she began to feel that sty leave her eye. If you know who he is, then you know who you are. And if you know who you are, then the devil knows who you are. It is God's will. This morning, if you're in this place and you need Jesus to be something to you, I'm going to ask you to get out of your chair. And I want you to come. And I want you to begin to say, Jesus, I need you to be this to me right now. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Come out of your seat right now and say, Jesus, I'm coming to the altar because I need you to be this to me right now. You know what you need. You know, you know, you know. Come in Jesus' name. Francine, can you come and sing, please? Just come. Just come. Nettie, come and stand with me because we need Jesus to be. I need Jesus to be. I need Jesus to be that $3,000 for TBN. I need him to be... Oh, I have a list of things. But I, I know he is, and I've been declaring it. I declare it every day. This morning, if you're in this place... Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This morning, he would like to be your Lord and Savior. He would like to be your king, your best friend. 
Maybe you're in this place and you walked away from God. You're not living like you know you should. Come back home this morning. Come back and let Jesus be again your Lord and Savior. Come out of your seat and come. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. Some of you need Jesus to be your bounty hunter and go get your kids back. Some of you this morning, this might sound funny, need Jesus to be your dog healer. I seen a poster on a telephone pole yesterday that said $500 reward for a dog. I said, Jesus is that dog rescuer. Jesus is whatever you want him to be. Let's pray. Begin to call out to him, ladies and gentlemen. Begin to tell him what you need him to be. Begin to declare, Jesus, I need you to be this right. Some of you need your marriage fixed. Some of you guys are dealing with an illness in your body. You went to the doctor. Oh, I remember when they told me I had high blood pressure. I began to declare, Jesus, you are my low, low blood pressure fixer-upper. <laughs> and you know what? I went back to the doctors, and the doctor said, your blood pressure is correct now. Jesus healed me. He became, he became, he became what I needed. Hallelujah. 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 Just lift your hands. Begin to say, Jesus, this is who you are. Yes. Come on, cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. Some of you need some finances for schooling. Some of you need your car fixed. Whatever it is, Jesus is. Jesus is. Every one of them. Every promise he is. I want to pray with you this morning. I want you to say, dear God, today I see in your word that Jesus, your son, is your perfect will for my life. Jesus, I declare this morning that you are. You are Jesus. Everything that I need you to be, spiritually, physically, mentally, socially, financially, in my family, in my business, in my ministry, in my home, Jesus, this morning, Invade my life. Heal my life. Set me free. Deliver me. From the spirit of oppression. Deliver me. From every spirit that's trying to torment me. Set me free. I give my life to you. From this moment forward. I declare that you are Lord, that you are my King. Bless my finances. Those of you that are married, say, bless my marriage. Those of you that are parents, say, bless my children. Those of you that are grandparents, say, bless my grandchildren. 
Those of you that are business owners, say, bless my business. Begin to worship God if you believe this is true. Begin to give him praise like this woman did. This woman began to glorify God. And immediately, immediately, her life was changed. Believe God right now that it's taking place for you. Hallelujah. Everyone. Everyone, everyone. Yes, Lord. Do you believe this morning? Give God praise and glory. Come on.